25% of your habitual patterns of behavior are unconscious. It is hardwired into your brain. And it's this unconscious habitual behavior that makes overcoming the suffering you experience extremely challenging because you are unaware of these unconscious tendencies. So there's the things that you are aware of, but then that's just the tip of the iceberg. So your conscious will is only 5% of your consciousness. Subconscious patterns of behavior are 95%. So your conscious will cannot overcome this 95%. It's, it's not possible. This is the reason you can have an experience of your true nature, an experience of bliss, and that might last for a period of time, even a month or six months or an entire year. But then something suddenly triggers the ego and genetic mind, and you find yourself back in old patterns of suffering. So the past, your past experiences are constantly recreating in this moment because they are held in the subconscious memory of your physical body. They're held in the subconscious memory of your physical body. So the body itself is animated by electromagnetic energy, a very potent, invisible form of light. The body, the energy of the body is light. Energy is light. So to overcome subconscious tendencies or patterns of behavior that repeat requires the consistent, continuous practices that Ramana recommended. And what did he recommend? To question the me, because the me is the root of all suffering. And it's hardwired into your brain. So what does that mean? It means that since you were born, you learned certain behaviors from your parents, from your school, from whatever religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs that your family instilled in you. And the genetics of survival are deeply ingrained in the physical DNA. You are wired for survival. 
you're really wired for suffering. And this is why you can have these moments of bliss, tastes of consciousness, even attain very high states of consciousness and continually return back to the same patterns of suffering. So the question really becomes, how do you overcome deeply ingrained unconscious tendencies that Ramana called vasanas? And really the only solution is to generate the essential fire inside your body. The essential fire that burns through this core identity we call ego or the deep feeling of me inside the body. So practices are essential. The practice of inquiry, the practice of silence as inquiry, and the mantra as inquiry, all of that rewires your brain. The brain develops neurological pathways based on what you've learned and what you've experienced. So it's like a physical structure in your brain. So the past is literally constantly recreating itself in this moment until you rewire your brain. How do you rewire the brain? You have to direct your attention to the vortex the vortex of energy that lives in your heart. The electromagnetic nature of light inside of you. This is the self which is in you and way beyond the physical form. Vast, indescribable. There's no words for that. So the practices turn your attention into the core, into the heart, again and again and again. And it generates this spark that ignites a holy fire, a blaze. You can feel like you're burning. And it's this burning that literally pulls you into the vortex, the very center of the electromagnetic field in your body is a vortex of energy. And when you give your attention to that in the core, it pulls you inside, deeply inside. And it burns these subconscious tendencies. The sound of the mantra is potent because the vibration of that, the sound of that, whether you sing it out loud or silently, is literally changing the structure of your brain. And if you did a scan of your brain while you're singing the mantra, you can see that different parts of the brain light up as you sing the mantra. We have the technology to actually see how the mantra, how meditation, silence affects the brain. And inquiry is the deep questioning of the me that you feel so strongly inside of you.
because the me is the root cause of all suffering. It's the me, the consciousness of the heart that communicates with the brain. The brain is simply a processing center. It processes what you perceive through your five senses. It processes what you remember. It processes what you project and what you imagine. And it's those three powers of mind that keep the subconscious habitual patterns of suffering in place. So it really takes a very strong determination and perseverance to break free of these underlying tendencies that literally keep rec recreating the past in this moment even though you're completely unaware of it. So there is hardwired functions programmed into your brain. You breathe without thinking about it. Your heart beats. These are hardwired genetic programming that keeps your body alive and functioning. When the life force, the electromagnetic energy, leaves the body, the body is just like a lump of clay. It just falls flat. It's an empty husk or a shell. So without the electromagnetic energy, the body dies without the heart beating, the brain functioning, the lungs breathing. So these are programmed in to keep you alive. And then the subconscious tendencies are also hardwired because you've habitually done the same things over and over and over and over again. Every morning you wake up at a certain time, you have your routine, you go to the bathroom, you make coffee, drink tea, right? These are habitual patterns that your brain has wired itself to do. And you don't even have to think about it. If you want to walk across the room, you just walk across the room. You just think where you want to go and the body responds. It knows how to walk. It knows how to think. But what is thought? Who is this you, right? This is the inquiry that Ramana emphasized. Questioning the me. Examining the energy. And if you give yourself fully, give your attention, the aware attention of consciousness to the source of consciousness, it ignites a holy sacred fire inside the body that burns through these hardwired tendencies. But it requires very strong determination because the conscious will, 5%, cannot overcome the 95% unconscious tendencies because they're hardwired in. This is why you can say, okay, I'm going to meditate, and as you sit down for five minutes, and the next thing, you know, you're up walking down the hall and you're puttering around in your office or you're clicking on YouTube on your cell phone. 
you just automatically bounce away from meditation, especially if you're a new meditator, because of the these hardwired programs that are literally wired into your brain. So to shift this requires the strong determination to develop a practice. The strong de determination to develop a practice it has to be bone-breaking strong. Ramana said, you have to be like a drowning man trying to reach the surface of the water. This is how strong your determination must be. So Ramana was very aware that these unconscious tendencies, the vasanas, are what keep patterns of suffering intact, in place, continuing again and again. You are literally recreating the past in this moment until you give your attention to the vortex of energy alive in your heart. And that vortex pulls you deep inside. And when you surrender to that pull, the longing of the heart for freedom, when you allow yourself to burn in the fire of grace, the practices ignite. Then it becomes effortless to give your attention to the source and only the source, regardless of what is going on in your life. This is not about getting things in your life to go the way you want. It's not about getting something or attaining a state of bliss. It's not even about attaining enlightenment or moksha, liberation from the karmic wheel. It is an intimate discovery of the vast, indescribable light of the quantum field that cannot be seen with the human eye. And giving your attention to that, surrendering to that over and over and over again until you can recognize deeply, intimately for yourself that this feeling of me inside of you is simply a mirage of refracted light, right? The ego itself is reflective consciousness. You've heard me say this before, reflective consciousness that creates the great illusion of me or the feeling that you are the body. So the ego cannot know itself. It cannot free itself because its primary function is the genetic survival of your physical body. So the ego is essential for living in the world. But life in the world does not have to be the experience of suffering. The majority of people are suffering and don't even know it 
because everyone around them is struggling with the same suffering nature of their mind, fear, anxiety, stress, sadness. All of this lives in the mind and ego and the agreement between the ego and the mind that happens instantaneously because light, electromagnetic light, moves at 670 million miles per hour, the speed of light. It is fast. You could argue that it's even faster than the speed of light. So the agreement between ego and mind gives you your point of view, how you perceive any situation in life. And if you are constantly reacting with sadness, fear, anxiety, and stress, it is solely due to your agreement with mind. Your agreement with your own mind. This is what is causing the emotional reaction. And it's hard to break these patterns unless you stop, you're silent, and you begin to really pay very close attention to what is going on in your own head. What are you agreeing with? Who is this person that is agreeing with these thoughts? What is thought? What is emotion? How does it get there? How does it keep repeating? These questions drive you inward to the source. It is a constant questioning until the questioner is seen through as this reflective consciousness, right? The doer is not real. And I can say that all day long, but your experience is that it is real because you feel real. You feel emotions. You feel sadness, fear, anxiety. Or even positive feelings like happiness, joy, bliss are generated by the agreement between ego and mind. The bliss that Ramana is pointing to is much deeper than a state of happiness or a state of bliss, ananda, that comes and goes. The bliss that Ramana is pointing to never comes and never goes. It's always present. To discover this for yourself is an intimate inquiry that questions the me, the reflective consciousness that hides the source, the electromagnetic light within you that is a vortex of energy. And when you fall into the vortex, when you surrender, when you surrender, when you stop the fight, because any idea that resists the deep dive into the heart is the fight that keeps the habitual patterns in place. And why is this happening? Because your brain is wired for suffering. It's wired for the same patterns to repeat again and again and again until you purify the mind with practice. You purify the mind, and then the brain re rewires itself. You don't have to think, okay, I need to rewire my brain. It does it itself. 
the more and more you give your attention to the vortex of energy in your heart, the brain literally rewires itself to give full attention to this moment. So it's not even about staying in the moment because that as a practice will fail. How can you stay in the moment? The moment is gone in a fraction of a second. It is the deeper recognition that you are this eternal now. But these words are meaningless until you dive in, until you surrender the fight, till you let go. Sadhana practice means to let go. Let go of the past, break free of this loop of suffering. So the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are in a continuous loop, a continuous loop of energy, of memory, of perspectives, of experience, of conditioning. It's a loop that just continues until you become aware that the loop keeps happening over and over again. And the way that shows up is you notice that certain patterns of suffering keep repeating. You constantly feel sad. You're constantly anxious. Even when things are relatively okay, there's a sense of foreboding or fear. And this is because your brain is wired for fear or wired for sadness. So to unravel this, you have to stop. Be still. Dive deep into your heart by using the practices that Ramana recommended. Question the me. Who is this me? Who is the meditator? Who is the questioner? Who is it that suffers? Who is angry? Who is sad? Who is this who? This is self-inquiry. Meditate. What is the source of silence inside of you? The mantra, Om, is the simplest mantra of all. Where does that sound originate in you? Discover that. Dive into that. This is the source of energy, the vortex that breaks you free from unconscious tendencies. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.